This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we bring in a whole mess of Flash experts to talk about NVMe, NVM fabrics, and you. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi, and sitting next to me in the studio today is the, uh, man, I can't think of a good synonym for you today. Chubby. Chubby Glenn Sizemore. That's mean. Nah, man, that's just factual. It's all right. All right. So, uh, hi, Glenn. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing swell. We got a, we got a really good uh, topic to work on today here. I know, man. Think, we got a big one. We got a full house. It's like, you know, like the Tanner twins. and Yeah, we, let's just get into it. We ain't got time it. for no, Banner. We don't have time for Banner. We, we do have time for Andy Banta. He's here today. Hi, Andy. Hey, folks. Uh, Andy Banta here, your uh, local storage janitor, and I am not in the storage closet this time. He is not in the storage closet. We've taken him out. We, he's no longer and, and by Kelly. By the way, Justin, is this thing on? Um, no. Yes. Yes, we are recording okay, this yes, time, Andy. Yes, it's no. safe. No, yes. Cool. Excellent. All right. Uh, we have another Andy here as well, uh, the Mr. Flash, Andy Grimes. Hi, Andy. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on today. Yep. Uh, so what, tell us what you do here at NetApp, Andy, if nobody's uh, familiar with you. Sure. Uh, I'm a principal architect for Flash. Uh, work with our Flash portfolio and our Flash technologies, uh, go-to-market, uh, architectures, and uh, product directions. All right. Also on the WebEx today, uh, Mr. Anthony Whitehouse. Hi, Anthony. Tell us what you do here at NetApp. Hi there, this is Anthony. I'm a software product manager in the ONTAP group for NetApp. All right, and uh, also on the phone with us is NetApp A-Team member, Mr. John Woodall. Hi, John. Tell us what you do. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, John Woodall, VP of Engineering at a partner, long-time partner, Integrated Archive Systems here in Palo Alto. All right. Also on the phone, uh, Mark Harrison. Hi. Tell us who, uh, what you do here at NetApp. I'm Mark Harrison. I'm a pre-sales SC in the field covering healthcare in the state of Georgia. All right. And last but not least, and last because of alphabetical, Val Berkovici. Hi, Val. Just glad my name doesn't start with a Z, but hey, thanks, Justin. Good to be here. <laughs> All right, Val. Tell us, tell everybody what you do if nobody's familiar. I am now CTO of Solidify for about a year, so my anniversary will be coming up soon. Well, anniversary? You're going to have a cake? Uh, something like that. Can I jump out of it? <laughs> Only on cake oh. day. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I'll shower first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, um, so today's podcast is centered around the new technology or newish technology or the emerging technology, more or less, uh, NVMe. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about NVMe. We're going to define it. We're going to tell you what people are using it for, what they're targeting it for, and where it fits into the overall storage industry market. So to give us a definition uh, about NVMe and what it is, we'd like to start off with Andy Banta. So uh, NVMe is um, just a, an expansion of PCIe. So for Probably about a decade now, people have been attaching storage or, or uh, SSDs through PCIe buses. 
Um, NVMe simply takes it was an expansion of the standard for a PCIe bus. Uh, they came up with the, the idea that if you're actually going to use it for persistent storage, you probably need more queues, you need more queue depth, uh, you need the ability to you know not do locking among the various different devices on your bus. Um, fair amount of stuff like this. It's it really didn't change anything about the physical nature of a PCIe bus. Uh, it, typically, NVMe uses four-lane PCIe. All of the vendors that are out there are using four-lane uh, PCIe physical connections, but using an NVMe protocol. So the, the NVMe protocol is kind of analogous to um, the SCSI protocol for, for disks. It's, it's a command set. Uh, it establishes the way that commands are sent to and received from uh, PCIe uh, NVMe devices. Um, and some people looked at this and, and said, you know, this looks an awful lot like SCSI. How about if we do this, some of the same things we did with SCSI, which was breaking out the command set from the transport. So an entirely separate concept is NVMe over fabrics, or sometimes it's just referred to as fabrics. The idea there is that you can actually use the exact same commands that you would use in a uh, PCIe-based NVMe uh, setup and transport this over something else, typically uh, often fiber channel or an Ethernet protocol of some sort like uh, ICER or iWarp. Um, this is the, I want to draw the SCSI analogy because it, it is very similar to the way SCSI started out. SCSI started out as a parallel bus interface that you issued target commands across. Um, it started at like a six or an eight bit uh, interface and went up to 16 bits. And then in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, it, it actually got separated out. So um, there was a there was like a SCSI command set that was you could send over various different SCSI transports uh, where that's where Fiber Channel and iSCSI and, and various other protocols came around. So NVMe over Fabric takes the same type of concept where you have some commands and you can transport them different ways. So what sort of benefit do we get there? I mean, like, what are, what are we getting out of this other than, you know, just a new way of transporting things? Well, the the idea is that it actually gives you uh, much higher uh, throughput, less latency. Uh, the PCI bus is a lot faster than, like, the SAS or SATA buses that are typically used for SSDs in, in storage systems now. As I said early on, it's not a new concept of accessing SSDs over PCIe. It's that's been around for a while. It's just the whole idea, the whole concept of using NVMe is to get rid of the latency, to get more throughput, um, to, to basically, you know, go faster, be better. One quick thing to add to Andy's comments there, I would say, is in addition to obviously the lower latency, better throughput, is particularly in VM environments, we see a lower CPU utilization, so just better host CPU utilization for either the hypervisor and or all the guest VMs on top when you're native NVMe. Okay. Right. That's that, that's actually one of the nature that comes from the nature of using an RDMA rather than a, a SCSI-based protocol. Um, the One of the biggest problems that uh, SCSI-based protocols have is that you almost always have to do a copy on when you receive. And RDMA basically turns over the the direct memory access to the other side. So you end up not having that copy. All right, cool. So is is NetApp already using NVMe? Uh, Andy Grimes, could you tell us all about you know what we're doing right now with NVMe in terms of NetApp and FAS and Solifier and that sort of thing? 
Sure. So today NetApp already supports NVMe technology. Uh, our new FAS uh, platforms, the 8200s, the 2600s, and the 9000s are all using the NVMe protocol in order to access our hybrid caching technologies where we store uh, uh, 3D NAND uh, memory on the motherboards themselves and use that for caching of HDD-based I.O. Uh, it's very, very effective, uh, much faster than the, the earlier implementations we used, which were mostly PCIe-based and, and different protocols. So it's a more efficient way of using it, and that's a great implementation of NVMe today because the cache memory is high value and low latency and very close to the CPU. So you, you really get a good benefit from it, and we've got that in all of our FAS systems today. Um, ironically, we chose not to implement that on our all-flash FAS systems because the uh, the variable latency of caching over SSD was not a benefit, and in fact, uh, we get superior performance with native SSD attachment. So uh, we're using it in our hybrid systems, ironically, but in flash-based systems, we're still waiting for the disk prices to really catch up for that back-end attachment. Uh, but we'll talk more on that a little bit later. But we've already got it out there. Uh, customers are using it today, and we're seeing tremendous success with it. All right, so uh, Anthony Whitehouse, um, so Andy mentioned that the NVMe and the disk needs to be close to the CPU. Can you give us some technical background on why that's important to have that those things in, a, in an architectural sense close to each other? Well, when, when we talk about close, we really are talking about logically close or, or time-wise close. It doesn't have to be physically close, but, you know, we in, incur latency penalty anytime we go through additional connections or chips or networks. And the whole idea behind an end-to-end -end NVMe ecosystem that uses NVMe over fabric and NVMe drives is to minimize that latency from end-to-end -end and keep it optimized so that, you know, you get the fastest response times that you can. So, uh, John Woodall, uh, from a partner perspective, what are you seeing out there in terms of customer demand for NVMe? Is it, is it kind of quiet right now or are people just kind of asking about it as a, you know, an inquisitive thing? What's going on out there? Sure. No, I think right now it's inquisitive. It's curious. There's some press and blog blog sphere activity going on. So like anything new to a customer who's trying to figure out where to best spend their money and make their investments, NVMe is something they want to know about. So I think we're in an education phase. And like we've been talking about, it's not necessarily brand new. It's starting to make inroads. It's going to be server side first. And then over time, as fabric becomes more cost effective, you'll start to see it in storage arrays and you know, I'm sure NetApp has plans in that space as well. Mark Harrison, uh, we had a internal discussion about you know the uh, NVMe fabrics and the NVMe drives and the, on our competition chat deal, and you were pretty instrumental in, in contributing to that. So, could you give us kind of a rundown of what your take was about the whole overall uh, NVMe, I guess, mystification? You know, what, what what makes it special and what makes it not so special? Yeah, I think it's really interesting to look at two things. One, as you mentioned, it's, it started out as a way to interface to these PCI cards uh, inside of a server, but now it's evolving to being an interface for hot swap drives in a two-and-a-half-inch form factor, and that's where a lot of this interest currently is. Um, but to me, I, I started in the, as an SE at uh, another company years ago when Fiber Channel was first becoming a connection methodology for disk arrays. And I think NVMe is going to follow a very similar path. You know, at that time we had SCSI-based RAID arrays and they were evolving to SAN-attached arrays and to 
end-to-end fiber channel with back-end fiber channel. What was interesting is those early, early fiber channel disk-based systems were JBODs, and they were not RAID systems. And what we're seeing with NVMe right now, NVMe drives is you're starting to see esoteric solutions that are JBOS, just a bunch of flash, and they're not really shared array type technologies. Um, so I think that's the thing that we need to watch is this is a new, there's some new connections. It's going to take some time to mature to add things like uh, true multipathing, true uh, failover characteristics. And so you'll see it evolve step by step. And I think that's the thing we all have to keep our minds on. This is going to, this transition will take some time as, as the industry works through things like how do you externally cable a drive shelf to a storage controller using an NVMe protocol. That's a new and interesting problem to solve. So Val, from a Solifire perspective, you know, what are your thoughts about the whole NVMe phenomenon, right? I mean, what's what's it looking like from your perspective? Or is it is there any difference really? Yeah, and I love actually following Mark in this case because he did a fantastic job of adding perspective to this whole discussion. You know, from a Solifire perspective, we are very much focused on the consumption of storage and that cloud-like experience you know, for on-premises storage deployments. When you or I are on an Amazon or Azure or Google console for cloud, one of the last things I think we're thinking of with regards to how we want to get our storage with regards to capacity and IOPS and of course cost are all the wiring underneath it all. So I've got to say, and I'm going to take a bit of a contrarian opinion here and say that, you know, when Fiber Channel came around, it was interesting, but that, you know, that era came and went in terms of being a defining element of storage. Similarly, for converting from SCSI to SATA protocols or SATA to SAS protocols, the speeds and feeds are essential and fascinating, but they're by no means you know, the most high-value proposition. And the layman's analogy that I just can't get past in my head is the HDMI cable. Right? When we went from the RCA cable and then ultimately component uh, cables, you know, um, things got interesting, but at the end of the day, we cared about the TV, the price, the resolution, and all the other features built into it. And uh, the, I, I believe excess of hype focused on NVMe as a protocol today is analogous to the monster cable situation, where you had one company completely over-promoting and overcharging what was fundamentally a very basic commodity cable. And I believe there was even a lawsuit you know, at the end of it all, a class action lawsuit, where uh, you know, they got penalized for just overcharging for a commoditized standard functionality. Oh, those so guys got sued? Tech- That's awesome. Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you search on Monster Lawsuit and Best Buy, that'll yeah. all come up when people are overselling a very basic cable. So I'm just you know, encouraging people to put things into perspective and say, you know, what's the most valuable part of the storage I'm defining? Or from the container world, how I'm defining my persistence or state strategy? Put NVMe into perspective and, and move forward, but you know, don't over-rotate on this. That's kind of been the part where I'm uh, honestly a little bit hung up, you know, and, and maybe this, this group can, can help connect the dots for me. But, but I've watched us over the past three years, you know, go off and, and build storage operating systems that are consistently sub-millisecond with existing media and protocol today. And I just kind of, kind of question, outside of a handful of HVT use cases, who really needs more than that? And I, and I know I say that risking to, to be the Bill Gates here, you know, declaring that, you know, 128 megs of memory, whoever needs more than that. But, but still, I ask. Yeah, I'd much rather think, focus. Go ahead, Andy. I, I was going to say that I, I think that it's just 
you know, technology moving forward as it always does, uh, NVMe is going to be the next new drive connect. Um, it's going to be in the box. It's not going to be anything terribly, uh, you know, interesting in terms of how people use it. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be all sorts of people coming up with alternate facts about how important NVMe is. Um, it's, it goes along with Solidfire's philosophy all along that it's, uh, storage is something that you consume, um, you don't need to care about, you know, as Val said, the HDMI cables in it. It's uh, it's just technology is going to move forward. Yes, there will be different protocols. Yes, there will be different interconnects. Um, the at, at the end of the day, you're going to be able to get your data. You're going to be able to use your data. That's the whole point. Well, I mean, just staying with the HDMI example, you know, we already have, you know, HDMI, you know, 1.3, and it's great, but it doesn't support 4K. So now we're going to go off and we're going to build NVMe, which is, you know, HDMI 1.4. And yes, it's faster and it's it's got lower latencies and greater throughput. But I guess I guess I'm over here. And maybe again, I'm just. I'm missing it, but but I'm looking at what we're building today. Going, these are already faster than our customers can saturate. Yeah, so I was going to say. I mean, you're, how are you going to throw enough at this? Yeah. this stuff now, right? I mean, and, and yeah. that's a problem we have to solve, right? Yeah, I, th- I think the big the big way to really look at this is, is, you know, the SSDs are incredibly fast, and we're now saturating the modern storage controllers with you know approximately 24 SSDs. And actually, you know, with recent working very closely with Samsung, we've actually massively improved the performance of the existing SAS-attached SSDs that we have using a technology called multi-stream write. So we've done a lot of partnerships to get the most out of the uh, SAS-attached SSDs that we can to the point where we're already saturating the fastest controllers. And with the latest releases from NetApp of our new controller models, incredible quantum improvements in performance out there. We're we're crushing all of our competitors and performance POCs with 12 gig SAS attached SSDs. So there isn't this gaping need for us to make faster SSDs connections. Will it be helpful? Certainly, but if we're going from using 24 SSDs to outperform, uh, to overwhelm the controllers to 12 SSDs, what real value does that have? And that's actually, I think, a really important segue to say is the new NVMe capable drives, particularly the two port drives, uh, dual port drives that we use in enterprise storage, those aren't expected to be price competitive with SAS attached drives. They'll probably sometime in 2018. So you're really paying a premium for very little benefit. Um, the, the modern uh, SAS attached drives are still much cheaper and much more economically uh, advantageous. So I think NVMe attached drive, if you're only using a single drive in a server, that's certainly a very interesting conversation and that's where we're seeing that happen today. But in storage arrays, I don't think the economics is really there yet. What you really need to look for is a storage technology, whether that's SolidFire or all-flash FAS, that allows you to use the SSDs more efficiently. But also, if the controller is ultimately the bottleneck, you need to be able to throw more controllers and more parallel bandwidth at the the SSDs. And that's where the scale-out capabilities of all-flash FAS and SolidFire, I think, are really critical when you start to look at the future capabilities of NVMe. We can add NVMe-capable platforms to our existing clusters at any time in the future it becomes economically viable. Um, Because we're innovating in software and the hardware all coexists and scales out. And that's really critical. We don't want you to get hung up on it. We don't want you to feel like you have to make a decision today to use something because the technology in this industry is moving so incredibly fast. And that's really the takeaway message we want you to to, to, uh, use is NVMe, yes, it makes an SSD faster, but when it's economically viable to be a smart business decision, that's when we want you to use it. 
Mark Harrison raised his hand. That was the little buzz you heard if you heard that. So when you hear that, that means somebody's raising their hand to talk. They're very polite. Uh, Mark Harrison, what would you like to say? Yeah, just following up on what Andy Grimes said. So, you know, why is it less of a challenge for a storage array um, with respect to performance? Then you think about what is a storage array designed to do? It's designed to maximize performance over a media that may not provide the maximum performance. So we read across a stripe of many disks to maximize our read performance. To minimize our write latency, we're committing writes to memory and then copying that to the other controller. We are battery, you know, copying it to battery protected NVRAM, et cetera. So we're already doing many performance optimizations within a storage controller. So a faster media type on the back end helps but it's not as noticeable as Andy Grimes says, if you just simply replaced a single SSD that was SATA attached in your server with a single NVMe attached SSD. So what about uh, NVMeOF-ish? What if, uh, Andy, Andy Banta. Yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of the discussion that we've been talking about for the past couple of minutes has been um, NVMe-connected SSD drives. Uh, by contrast, nvme over fi fabric is is nowhere anywhere near this discussion. Um, NVMe over fabric is is kind of a pipe dream at this point. Nobody's actually shipping any product that actually does real NVMe over fabric. Um, and I think the the additional speed and uh, um, lower latency that you'll that is being touted with NVMe over fabric is going to be kind of like InfiniBand. Uh, going after SCSI as well, where there's probably going to be maybe a handful of people who actually have some need for this uh, higher speed, yeah. lower latency yeah. over fabric. But at the end of the day, it's I don't think it's going to overtake SCSI. John, what all? What did you want to say about uh, about NVMEF? I want to go back to how we when I first started the conversation was a customer perspective. I mean, I think I look back in the industry just what, two, three, maybe four years, and all of the discussion was around all-flash arrays and how fast they were and how disruptive they were. No one really in a serious flash discussion today is hyper-focused on absolute performance. We rarely see a workload that saturates an all-flash array. So as we've been talking that through, what does matter to the customer is the data management, is the maturity of the platform, the stability. Um, and from a NetApp-specific perspective, I think about you enable a data fabric. It's a software-driven, API-driven world, and through your various platforms with SolidFire, AFF, EF, you enable DevOps workflows. You enable hybrid cloud. Those things are much, much more important than the given speed of a media or a particular bus protocol. And I liken it to I'm going to the car dealer, and they're going to talk to me about you know Bosch Platinum Tip Spark Plugs. And what I really care about is getting in the car and taking it for a test drive. You know, Some of this stuff is interesting, but... You know, and it does matter, but I don't want to lose sight of what really matters, which is how do I manage my data? How do I keep it safe? How do I do intelligent copy management? How do I um, do hybrid cloud correctly? And, and all the other things that NetApp does so very well. Well said. So maybe a quick final comment or a pre-final comment on NVMF is uh, you're going to see it in a lot of back-end architectures inside controllers, inside controller clusters and scale-out solutions, maybe before you see it as a front-end protocol, the way we see Fiber Channel or iSCSI today. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. What other reasons would I want to buy storage other than you know the stuff like the NVMe, uh, NVMeF? Uh, Anthony Whitehouse, could you give us some insights on that? Yeah, so besides just performance, there are a lot of reasons that people buy storage from NetApp. 
and those include some of our strengths in data management, storage management, application integration, um, you know, scale out reliability. We have tiering with our data fabric vision all the way from, you know, flash to disk to cloud and soon hopefully to include NVMe to, to cloud. And NVMe doesn't change any of the reasons that people are already buying our storage. It just allows some of the storage to go faster. If you're buying it for those reasons for the data management, um, you're not, you shouldn't be willing to give up that data management and those integrations just to get something that goes a little bit faster. So would you qualify NVMe to be kind of the shiny object right now? I mean, and eventually it's going to just be the medium and people are not going to be as excited about it. It's, they, won't, they won't even think about it, like, you know, to, to paraphrase Andy Banta, they're not going to care, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it is a shiny object and people are very interested in it because it's buzzy right now. And there are some benefits to it, but eventually it's going to be, you know, expected from all of the enterprise class storage vendors. So it'll just be basically a standard, right? Right. The key thing that I've kind of seen in the market is, is that there's a lot of attempts to create an alternate reality through marketing a key feature and showing differentiation or, or manufacturing differentiation. And I think we're seeing a lot of that in hype around NVMe right now. And you've got to take it back to what are you really accomplishing with it? Is, is it a lot faster to the application? And is it giving you a better cost structure or a better density structure? And I don't think any of those things apply yet. Following up on what Andy Grimes just said, this is Mark again. Um, if you think about it, if I have an, in, not an end-to-end, -end, but if I have an NVMe-capable storage array, but I'm connected via traditional connections, iSCSI, fiber channel, et cetera, I'm going to have to layer on top of that a, a SCSI protocol, the logical device, LUN, right? And I'm going to present that over a SCSI protocol like fiber channel to my host. So there's still going to be aspects of the ecosystem that will take time to evolve to the point that they can actually take advantage of all of that latency goodness that's going to be in that, in that array. I secretly wonder if, if uh, NVMe and NVMe fabrics are just the next IPv6. Is this a technology that we developed anticipating a problem that doesn't actually exist because we iterate the, the, the NAND solutions effectively? Yes. <laughs> Agree. So, I mean... Today, yes. So, do you think it matters that things aren't built from the ground up for NVMe? Let me take a cut at that. So I think you know, the, the practical approach to this, you know, all hype aside, is that as flash capacity, 3D NAND, you know, tends actually more towards a capacity technology than a performance technology, you know, NVMe is kind of an upgrade over SAS or even SATA-based connections to your, your flash media, whether it's an SSD or otherwise. Nice to have, not necessarily essential. On the other hand, we're seeing more and more talk of NVDIMs and the whole persistent memory market which has wisely renamed itself from non-volatile memory, which is too close to NVMe. And so as we see more NVDIMs accessed over a block interface, that's where things like NVMe, NVMe, NVMF, I gotta practice saying that, NVMF is gonna be um, a lot more pervasive and popular is when you're looking at N and, you know, NVDIMs access as block devices. And of course, once we get to native NVDIM access over memory semantics, CPU load stores, that's a whole other discussion where NVMe becomes a lot less relevant. But think of it that way, you know, as flash evolves, it's becoming, you know, a higher capacity and therefore more capacity than just performance centric. NVMe is a nice upgrade to what we're doing today. And then as NVDIMs and persistent memory enters the fore, and certainly from the top end on the performance side, 
you'll, you'll want things like NVMe as essentials when you're accessing that as a block device. I was talking to Alex, Alex McDonald from SNEA. Um, and also NetApp, uh, just this past week, and we'll have a podcast after this one with that with him as well, but we were also discussing NVMe and, and the future of that. And the, the official definition really is going to be persistent memory, right? It's not going to be something like NVMe, so it won't be as hard to say. That's, at least there's that. Well, thank God, too, right? Yeah, I mean, no, you can see we, we had to get all these guys on the podcast so that we could try to clarify to the to the world, like, from our perspective, this is what this means. So I should just go back and erase <laughs> everything we just said and just say persistent memory and just cut. No, no. Without the 45-minute without the explanation, they'll just be like, oh, that, they, they don't know what they're talking about. That's the problem. Oh, okay, okay. So, so Val, you mentioned uh, over chat that you wanted to talk a little bit about roadmap. Um, so can you give us any insights on what the roadmap's looking like for NVMe? Well, again, without releasing too much on a public forum, it's clear that, as, as Andy said earlier on, we've got a lot of NVMe exploitation, if you will, within our individual controller nodes, and particularly NVMF. Hey, I got that right for the first time. We'll have that within the, the backend network uh, across, you know, scale out and cluster implementations of our storage arrays and storage clusters. That's where you'll see you know, the whole NVM technology have the most value initially. And then we're going to watch over time, particularly with our ecosystem partners, as they introduce, you know, um, host visible fabric solutions for NVM, NVMe. We'll watch that ecosystem, and much like Fiber Channel or InfiniBand, I think it was more properly stated earlier on, we'll be able to incorporate and participate in a standards-based, you know, ANSI Insight style standards-based capacity with lots of interop testing and so forth in those NVM fabric networks. But that's going to come second after we, you know, uh, we and other other people, I'm certain, will exploit all the advantages of just all the NVM controllers with with known endpoints on backend cluster networks. So short to medium term, this is strictly the domain of of, of storage vendors, and slightly around the corner, longer term, customers may may start to interact with it. That's exactly right, and over time, I think you know the 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 fact that frictionless consumption models for storage are going to become much more pervasive. Uh, whether NVM is involved in that as NVMe or NVMF, that'll be uh, just a, a line item detail in terms of how storage is consumed. When you provision a certain quality of service and a certain capacity, and particularly a certain price point for your storage, when you select the most expensive, the highest end, you know, uh, the highest IOP form of, of storage as a service, there'll probably be NVMe and or F underneath that, but you won't care. You'll just be caring about the performance capacity and cost as usual. So Andy, you touched on this a little a little while ago about uh, Andy Grimes, that is uh, about software innovation and how that's actually a bigger deal really than the hardware underneath it. Can you can you expound upon that a little bit? Sure, I think one of the big things we've always seen in in IT technology is is there's always been kind of a, a war between doing it in hardware, uh, you know, RAID controllers using um, FPGA chips, et cetera. Using chips uh, on, you know, boards uh, has been the recent rage, putting capacity on the physical systems rather than using, you know, drive form factors, particularly SSDs are now in two and a half inch form factor trays. Those are the types of things where, you know, innovating in hardware can give you a short term benefit, but long term, software typically is a better medium because software is a better vehicle for releasing innovation. And NetApp has always had that as a history. We focused on, you know, early on our ONTAP operating system. We have, you know, our, our storage grid technologies, and now we have our solid fire technologies to take advantage of as well. But all of those technologies are really about innovating in software, but using the best hardware available at the time 
and being able to cleanly and easily adapt from one type of hardware to another. And whether that's SCSI attached disks to fiber channel attached disks to flash accelerated spinning disks. Um, we've got SAS protocol today for backend. We've had you know, a variety of host-based protocols as well have been attached. And that's been easy to do within an, a software-based operating concept where things, a lot of things are done in software. Whereas many of our competitors, for example, one of the early flash vendors that focused on hardware, it went through three complete re-architectures and is now exiting the market in bankruptcy because they just couldn't innovate fast enough in hardware only. And that's one of the dangers, I think, when you look at these technologies. Um, hardware, particularly a blip innovation or something, a buzzword like NVMe, can become very, very salient to a hardware-focused conversation, and it may even have a short-term benefit if you architect a solution specifically for it. But will you be able to you know, reuse previous technology that you've purchased? Will you be able to grow, evolve, and adapt that? And with the massive pace we've seen in flash, flash increases in capacity in the media, for example, you don't really want to get stuck making a bet on a very rigid and flexible de uh, development model. And so the, the NetApp software-based approach, we've you know, got a long history of releasing new functions, inline efficiencies, for example, inline encryption. Uh, we've announced fabric pools. We've announced new capabilities in SolidFire. These are mostly software-based, and you can mix and match the hardware underneath, whether that's spinning disk in the, in the ONTAP case, whether it's different capacity points and node types of SolidFire, uh, different controller models of AFF that have all been uh, recently updated and released with massive performance improvements and absolutely industry-leading technology and hardware innovation. Um, really, the focus on software gives you the ability to know that no matter where the market goes, if the price of flash suddenly drops, you can take advantage of it. If the drives go from you know, 16 terabytes today to 32 terabytes, 64 terabytes tomorrow, you can follow that with our technologies, and you're not going to be stranded and, and left you know, re-architecting for some, some, some vendor's next new big heavily marketed idea. So keep that in mind. Um, scaling out is a really key, key capability to do that with, and some of the biggest uh, vendors out there that are, certainly have the best stories are not very good at scaling out. Thank you. Val, did you have anything you wanted to add with that? Yeah, so I think you know following the money is really important when you you know look at the the the, the discussion from a hardware and software perspective, as Andy was saying. The the hardware business nowadays, particularly for you know non-volatile media, whether it's flash or persistent memory, is really a game of, of big numbers. We're talking billions and tens of those billions of dollars capital investments. It is really not the domain of you know small players anymore. So you've got to rely on some of the ecosystem giants such as Samsung, such as Intel, you know, Toshiba and the like to make those high capital bets and investments to see some of the returns over time and to align with those strategies. It's going to be nearly impossible for someone that doesn't have those billions in capital to drive the industry forward on the hardware side. You know, those guys are going to be making investments, creating interoperable standards, trying to create as large and addressable market for consumption of their offerings and a software centric strategy riding on top of that as Andy said, is by far the smartest long-term bet. Mark Harrison, did you have anything you wanted to add? I know she came off mute there. The one thing I would say is, is to what we're talking about, with this idea of leveraging the software to manage the storage is I have a lot of customers that have legacy systems adjacent to newer systems, Windows 2003 servers that have still not been upgraded, and next to them, Windows 2012 servers. I was in a customer's data center a few months ago, and I saw some somewhere between 10 and 15 year old Unix servers in that environment. And one of the nice things that being able to have a very good 
storage management software like Data ONTAP is, is this ability to take the latest and greatest solid state um, media and be able to present that media to hosts that include a wide variety of hosts, including legacy hosts, uh, older AIX systems, older Solaris systems, older Windows systems. And we're going to see existing servers, existing hosts sitting alongside the latest and greatest operating systems that can support end-to-end -end NVMe over fabrics. And those older systems are going to connect via traditional protocols we use today, iSCSI and Fiber Channel. The newer ones are going to connect via the latest and greatest protocols. And to be able to take a single platform and be able to manage across many different types of protocols, many different types of media types, many types of hosts, including legacy hosts, is a very valuable thing to enterprise customers. So um, earlier, Mark touched on the fact that uh, NVMe is currently being used in, in kind of JBOD situations, right? And that kind of made me think a little bit about data protection. Andy Banta, could you give us a little, uh, I, you know, give us some of your ideas on how we would actually do this data protection and what sort of things are well, on the roadmap or on the on the horizon for that sort of thing? It, absolutely. So this, uh, I mean, this plays in uh, beautifully into the the software defined uh, portion that Andy Grimes and Val were talking about. Um, you know, there's an awful lot of technology that that will need to be revamped or or tweaked in some way to actually make use of NVMe. Uh, um, direct connect drives. Uh, so we need to make sure that um, whatever data protection we use on it is, uh, you know, make sure that we, we're not going to lose anybody's data. Um, I mean, an awful lot has been built into the multipathing protocols that various different companies or various different vendors use. Um, if, if we're going to be start, if we're going to start talking about NVMe over fabrics, we need to start thinking about what the, the multipathing strategies are there. Um, especially in the solid fire case, uh, the, the scale out capabilities of solid fire, uh, count on the protocols and the transports to some extent, uh, we're going to need to look at these as with, uh, with NVMe and NVMe over fabric going forward. And we're going to need to make sure that the, the same capabilities and the same abilities are baked into, uh, the way the NVMe is consumed and used. All right, so some really good uh, discussion about NVMe and you know what it is and what it isn't really. I mean, and you know what sort of impact it's going to have on the industry as a whole. Um, Val, what do you think in terms of the overall summary of what's, what we just talked about? So yeah, back to perspective in my mind. You know, when we think about storage, you know, command languages and communication interconnects over time, whether it's you know prior to SCSI and then SCSI, SAS, SATA. Or even network history, you know, we've got the token ring and FIDI and ATM. NVMe is just, you know, one more in a long line of evolutionary improvements to disk interconnects, to storage interconnects, and the NVM NVMF portion, and then certainly to the networking interconnects of all that. So I would think of it from a very evolutionary perspective. It is not a revolution. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to move the needle on your business overnight. But it is going to be one of those nice-to-have things today and essential to have things in the future. So, you know, keep it in mind as you you architect your storage going forward, but you will find that there's, you know, much higher value things you can focus on as you offer up storage to your organization, whether they are traditional enterprise resource applications such as Oracle and SAP SQL Server, or some of the cool new DevOps and NoSQL stuff. Um, it, it doesn't move the needle, you know, compared to higher value things in terms of frictionless consumption in terms of price, in terms of overall performance and uh, interoperability over time. John Woodall, what about you? 
I, you know, Val, that was great. I, I come back to just because, you know, every day I'm, I'm with customers and I look back to when I first started working with NetApp to go back to, you know, SCSI. I remember the FC9 shelf and the like F6 and, and 700 series platforms and ONTAP 5. And you look at all the innovation over the last almost 25 years. This is yet just another milestone of innovation in a roadmap that's full of great innovation. But fundamentally, what NetApp does so very well, regardless of the media, regardless of the protocol, is provide data management services. And if you look at at what's available now, whether it's Data Fabric as a vision, it's a broad and deep portfolio of all Flash products, and a roadmap that's really compelling, which we can't talk about today. You know, NVMe is really interesting, but it's kind of like Paul Harvey. There's the rest of the story, if you're old enough to remember him. Um, you know, there's the facts underneath that really haven't changed. You know, it, it's still data management that I think wins in the customer's mind if they're going to bet their benefit, bet their business, pardon me. And the other thing, you know, as alluded to, we've seen experiments um, around pure performance plays come and go throughout, you know, the industry. And, you know, NVMe, you know, definitely has advantages, but let's not overstate the advantages. Alternative fact, NVMe will change the oh, world. Oh, there we go. Yes. All right. So uh, take us away, Andy Grimes. Uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, well, great. So, yeah, I think this has been a great discussion about discussing the NVMe protocol, the NV- NVMF protocol, and where it really fits within the uh, the sto- applicability to storage. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of marketing hype going on out there where vendors are trying to create differentiation through talking about it and really trying to create alternative facts that they want to pr- present. And oftentimes that creates differentiation that, that many customers start to see as justification for a higher price um, and less competition. Uh, but really what it comes down to is, is storage is all about performance, scalability, reliability, and you know your ability to evolve with technology over time without really having to start over. Flash has been a fantastic technology for the market. It's really changed the uh, economics of the data center, the amount of time you can plan to keep your arrays, the amount of times, you know, we used to be uh, in a world of every three years we'd forklift upgrade our our systems and and go from one spinning disk generation to another. Now we're really in a situation where we're purchasing Flash and we're going to use it for six to eight years. Uh, we want architectures, but our, our IT consumption models aren't cha- are, are not static. They're changing month to month, week to week. So we need an ability to have architectures that can evolve with the technology, whether that's flash disks, whether that's connectivity technologies to those disks, whether that's connectivity options to the front side. You need to be able to take advantage of that as you go without re-architecting, adding as you grow, scaling out, growing, um, shrinking in some cases always with data protection and always with performance and scalability. So that's, I think, the most important thing to look at with NVMe. It is a protocol. It is a mechanism that is useful for getting more performance out of SSDs. We've already proven by working very closely with Samsung and joint development products that we can do that. With all of our new A-series controllers that were just released in AFF and our new node models in SolidFire, we've proven that we can continue to innovate and perform, outperform our competitors uh, with Flash technologies. Now we're in a situation where when is it economically viable to, to adjust to the next one? Uh, roadmaps, we've got architected solutions that already use these. We've got released ones on FAS today. Um, we've got you know the new A700 controller that's absolutely spectacular performance, and we'll see an announcement next week that's going to really show you how fast that platform can go. Plus, we've got an update to, to even that product line already uh, in pipe uh, that'll be releasing about the same time. 
that's what we've got uh, as a pace of innovation, and that's what you need to, to be able to deliver to take advantage of Flash. And hardware-only infrastructure just can't deliver that. Software-based with the ability to take advantage of the hardware as it released, as it becomes cost-effective and, and uh, performance, as, as well as uh, efficiency beneficial, that's where you need to be able to, to adapt and evolve quickly as a, as a consumer of storage. All right, Andy, thanks so much for that. Um, and he mentioned, actually, that we're announcing some things next week, and there will be a podcast on one of those announcements next week. We're actually going to do a middle-of-the-week podcast on that, so stay Ooh. tuned for that. All right, everyone, thanks so much for joining us today. We had a full house today. We had Andy Grimes. We had Andy Banta. We had Anthony Whitehouse. We had John Woodall. We had Mark Harrison, and we also had Val Berkovici talking to us today about NVMe. Um, if you have any questions for them, feel free to email us at podcast at netapp.com. Uh, you can also find most of them on social media. Um, if, if Do we want to go around in the room and t- tell everybody's social media? We'll just put it in the blog. Yeah. We'll put it in the blog. Put it in the blog. Yep. All right. That music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, as well as pretty much the entire NetApp company on this one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Guys, NVMe. Hey. Let's hear some alternate NVMe facts. I, I can't believe I can't oh, believe You can't believe Make, make storage great again. <laughs> make storage, oh my gosh. Gotta oh, see, no. gotta, I know you're going to hate it. I got to see that. I got to. Oh, you gotta, that's Got to do it. I, I got to admit, I don't think any of them are going to make the, the recording. Oh, yeah, but the puns, the puns over the past hour have been on fire and fuego. Very funny, all of you. Dare I say? Let any of them leak? Dare I say on fleek or on leak? Okay.